Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. Soul Speakeasy is finally here. This concept has been in the cooker for years, literally. The meaning of life, God, spirituality, holistic wellness. There are so many topics that deserve to be discussed. What this show offers us is the chance to have these conversations amongst friends, unfiltered, unedited, and unapologetically. We may say the things that others are afraid to say. Maybe some of you are thinking it, but didn't have a tribe where it was safe to explore those ideas. We all come from different backgrounds, different genius zones, and use different language, but we have one common goal. We are your own teachers. We're here to challenge your beliefs, unteach the old ideas that are holding us all back, and do it with complete authenticity and a little bit of fun. Come and join us. You won't want to miss it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soul Speakeasy, episode two. Today, we are going to be talking about cancel culture. And as your professionals and experts in spiritual health and fitness, we are going to talk about why this is not good for either of those things. And I know for some of you, you're probably going to be surprised um, to hear this on certain levels, but we're going to open the discussion um, from the perspective of where it came from. And, you know, our general high level concerns for cancel culture as your spiritual health and fitness professionals is that there are very high levels of spiritual bypassing um, going on uh, inside of this particular movement um, in this day and age, and especially for our young people and why that is um, a concern for our health and well-being and our personal growth. So let's start by just kind of opening the conversation up about where we think this started, um, because, you know, I know that years ago when I was moving into probably my first real grounding into what I considered an empowerment phase in my life Mm -hmm. and trying to cut out codependent behavior, trying to learn how to say no, um, in a really healthy way, trying to make sure that I was developing healthy boundaries in my life. And knowing that these were all very important factors, not just in my success in, in being a spiritual healer and an entrepreneur, but in my, my internal trauma healing as well, because my issues that I was having in my business all stem from previous trauma responses. Right. And so I I feel like this is kind of coming from that. Would you guys agree that it kind of was born out of that idea? Totally. I mean, I definitely feel like, you know, our brains are set up to protect us, right? So they're always ready to protect. So if I face, say, a relationship with even my female friends or a boyfriend, I, if something goes wrong, my immediate reaction, and I say immediate, I mean, after plenty of, you know, hit after hit after hit, I developed a reaction that I realized was a type of cancel or culture or cutoff. Because if you've hurt me so many times, I have taken the hits, I'm done once I'm done. And all the way up, probably until now, I'm like, that's the way I deal with things. I mean, I let you walk all over me. But once I'm done, I'm done. You know, but it is, it is our soul's way of protecting us from being hurt. 
So why wouldn't we do that? And the culture supports us. I mean, my friends were like, that's right. You can cut them off. You should, you know, but should I cut off? Should I completely cancel is what I think we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, I, I definitely think that um, on a personal level, it's, it evolves from some sort of effort to rise up out of our wound, right? Like for me, I think it was establishing boundaries, feeling like boundaries have been crossed over and over and over again. And how many times am I going to allow myself to be a doormat? And so therefore, you know what, you're no good for me. You're out, you're canceled. Um, I definitely think on a personal level, it started like that for me in terms of, I need to create a healthier environment for myself, examine my own behaviors and start fresh. So definitely good intentions. Um, but, uh, it, it was a, was a little while of doing that where I started to reflect and say, do I really need to end the relationship or is there a healthy and constructive way to approach a conversation so that we can maybe grow or decide together that it's time to part ways for a while, for a time or forever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I agree. Darlene, kind of on that point, what if someone cancels you mm. and you need to resolve the emotions and feelings around that? I've been canceled. Like, like <laughs> how, like at that point, it's like, how do you work through that? You know what I mean? It's that's the, that's another Maybe I'm going there too early, Jenny. Sorry. No, I mean it's. I think that you know, it's it's an important thing to talk about. You know, when for anybody who did tune into my May channeling um, that I did for this month, I I talked very much about the energy of abandonment and how we are facing that right now, and the eclipse dynamic. And the new anatomy of this season with Taurus and Scorpio facing off in North Node and South Node, I think a lot of this, this stuff is being challenged in really, really big and very collective and extremely historical ways, meaning it's going to be historical for you right down to your DNA and what stories have been told through your own bloodline, what stories then get repeated inside of your own experiences because those vibrations live inside of you and how is that showing up in your environment? And then how is it showing up in the world and really looking at cancel culture as being a form of this fear of abandonment and the denial of facing those feelings. And so, you know, when we have those situations in our lives where we have been abandoned or we've been canceled, that's a really important thing to, to talk about. So Char, if you are willing and okay with being vulnerable in that way, I'd love to hear that answer. Absolutely. And that is, you know, definitely since you addressed the eclipse, um, you know, in terms of what our vulnerabilities are, um, what's lying beneath the surface, the psychic or um, subconscious patterns that we've we've been carrying that need to be cleared, purified for our most authentic selves to express. Um, I think that that's really how I've used it. Um, and it's not easy. It sucks being canceled. It really does. And, um, and I'm, I sit here today knowing I've canceled people and now, and people have canceled me. And um, the, the thing though, for me, 
that has been important. And I think that, you know, you guys sitting here with me, we're here together for a reason is that, um, I turn the conversation back inward. Like I'm not powerless. That abandonment doesn't make me powerless. Now I need to seek my power and how do I regain my power? And that is exploring what I do know about what went on. And it can be dark. It can be lonely. It can be extremely frustrating. Um, and I mean, really emotional, <laughs> it can be really emotional. So you have, you have to be willing to go there on your own. Um, so I think being canceled stinks, right? Because it, it triggers, we all have some sort of abandonment wound that gets triggered at some point in our lives. And it sucks that that is triggered and then we're left to try and figure it out by ourselves. But that's, that's the chaos in which we find our own strengths to rise up again, even stronger and even better. Um, like that scorpionic energy of tunneling down deep, going and digging and digging and digging and digging for those nuggets of truth, the, the root cause for you personally on the individual level, because it really doesn't matter what the other person says, doesn't matter what the other person thinks. One of the phrases I repeat to myself over and over and over again is what anybody else thinks of me is none of my business. One of my clients said that in a meeting the other night. (laughs) So that's, that's, that's how I've, I've approached it. And I've, you know, I've gone through it a number of times, um, you know, and it triggers that core wound from childhood and, you know, and then you're dealing with the current situation and you're dealing with your inner child all over again. You think it's healed and the wound is open again. And it's just another deeper level. We're just onions peeling another layer back. And just like with peeling an onion, you can expect to cry. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very good point. And I I feel like we're, we're getting towards the the heart of the onion now um, into those juicy layers that definitely spray more. Um, and so let's talk about for a second, let's talk about the dangers of this. Okay. And, and where it starts to detour into spiritual bypassing. Um, and because there are going to be these questions, right. And someone's asking this. So are you saying that I can't cancel, you know, the abusive relationship that I'm in. Right. And so it's, it really is trying to carve out where saying you're done and walking away is an extremely healthy thing to do as long as fill in the blank, right? So let's talk first about the dangers of this and how we're seeing it show up in, in our modern culture right now. Um, I certainly am seeing it for Gen Z. Uh, I think the millennials too are kind of in there. Um, not to say that our age group isn't being affected as well, right? Because we are also engaging in it and experiencing it. But my, my bigger concern is that this is something that's going to be perceived as okay and normal uh, for the younger people and that the, you know, the internalization of this or the introspection, the opportunity for that growth and healing is going to be bypassed because, 
you know, if it doesn't sparkle and it doesn't shine and it's not a rainbow and it's not a unicorn, then I don't have time for it in my life, you know, kind of thing. Um, so let's open that up for a second, because I, I think I want to start with the dangers and where we're seeing the pitfalls and throw up some caution signs. And then we'll talk about more of like the healthy side of it. Who wants to go? I'll go. <laughs> um, you know, since we already brought astrology up, there's so many planets in um, Jupiter and um, not in Jupiter in Pisces. And I'm so glad that Jupiter is going to be moving into um, Aries tomorrow. However, we, we've had this abundant energy um, in this very empathic sign. And you know, a lot of this cancel culture is built around the notion of good versus bad, the good person versus the bad person. And um, one of the, you know, shadow aspects of Piscean energy is avoidance and looking to avoid your own feelings, looking for, looking to avoid feelings of discomfort, even as a witness, forget about in your own stuff, but as a witness and how you can really hurt someone else by taking away, um, but, or, by dismissing their feelings, really, right? Yeah. Um, you know, th so there's avoidance, which it's avoidance of connection with others by detachment. It's avoidance of our own growth. Um, this has been a, I'm pretty passionate about this subject right now. So I'm going to sit back, <laughs> and let someone else speak. That's funny. I was just going to say, uh I have witnessed so many of my close friends really dealing with the abandonment right now. And I think like Jenny had brought up, you know, it's funny that our fears are abandonment. So when someone presents something to us and they come up against us and they touch all of the, the fears and the childhood trauma inside of us, our initial reaction is to cut off and abandon them. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to get to them before they get to me. And so it just creates this cycle that I see. And I've been trying to kind of kind of tell my friends like, hey, did you ever think like maybe this is your own abandonment issues and maybe you don't need to run and maybe you don't need to cut off. Maybe you need to sit with it um, because the dangers of this is that person has their own abandonment issues. And like you said, Shara, like if you end up cutting them off, then you're just injuring their wounds even more. So that's it exactly what we're doing is we're just walking around injuring each other thinking it's in the sake of you know my self good my self love I love myself so I can cut them off and that's not the way it works I mean I think a lot about I've been thinking a lot about since this subject came up you know of course I compare everything to Jesus and how Jesus lives and I'm like did Jesus cut people off and I'm thinking and I'm like I don't ever remember him ever cutting anyone off till his death he even knew people were going, what they were going to do to him. And he still never cut them off because, and I know I'm going a little off subject, but you know, because in the end, it's all working for your good. And it's all, it's all bringing these things up to help you heal. So God is bringing these, these, I don't want to say issues, but he's bringing these people in your life to challenge you. So the danger is cutting yourself off from your own healing. Mm. essentially because once you if they've been brought into your life to challenge you to refine you to to expose what you're supposed to work on and you just keep cutting everyone else off you end up shorting yourself of your growth so not only is it hurting other people it's hurting you 
Yeah. I mean, my thought was like, if we are going to self-coach through the challenges that life is going to bring us in order to become stronger, become more whole, to continue inside of that healing journey as things are made conscious to us, we do have to ask those difficult questions sometimes when, when you are experienced and this has been happening to me and I said it to, to Amy, I was like, I'm experiencing resistance in every single area of my life. Mm. What is the common denominator? Mm. Me, (laughs) I am the common denominator in every single one of those situations. So as much as I would love to paint a bullseye on somebody's chest, that's not fair because although there is an, you know, issues there that need to be resolved, you know, throwing all of my darts at that dartboard is not going to work out what's going on in my health and in my job and in, you know, all of the other areas. And so, you know, although it would be very easy for me to jump back into trauma cycling inside of a relationship, so I can provoke that and distract myself from all of the other issues, right? That's not going to serve me, right? So, you know, it's, it's, we have to look at those things that are being presented to us, especially if it's repetitive, you can't just keep canceling every negative person that walks into your life because you're the one magnetizing them in. So we need to stop and take a look at potentially why is that occurring inside of your field and that God, like Amy said, God is sending you these messengers of healing. You know, they come in very, very odd packages sometimes that can be extremely unpleasant. Extremely. I agree. Yeah. I also think that part of it is learning to take care of ourselves. Like I know we go way too far sometimes and we're just like, they're done. I'm done with them. That's fine. But mm-hmm. it's hard to think about the balance of when is the right time to not have someone in your life anymore. And is that considered canceling when someone is just like Amy said, disappointed you again and again and again and again and again, and you let them keep walking all over you. And then you're finally like, I've had enough. And I know I I deserve better than this from someone who can, who says they're my friend and says that they love me and they're not showing me friendship or love. So is that canceling when you, in that relationship? I I personally think there's a huge difference between the, the physical aspect of, okay, I'm not going to call you anymore. I'm not going to hang out with you anymore. We probably won't see each other again. But internally, if you've cut them off internally and you live in anger and resentment, that's the cutoff right there. You're cutting yourself off from the healing. So yeah. there, okay. what you need to do when you have an extreme situation on your hands and any type of abuser, whether it's a friend, coworkers, uh, significant, significant other, um, it's if you have to even end a marriage, I mean, and maybe you have children with them, you have to establish those new boundaries and say you can physically cut them off inside you have to work on that grace and you have to work on forgiveness and it can take years and years but as long as you're on the path to 
healing with that person internally, you'll get, I mean, I just had a situation come up where I didn't cut the person off. It'd been years and years and they called and I was waiting on the moment. And I kept saying, when they call, I want to be able to pick up the phone. I want to not have hate in my heart. I, I worked on it. So yes, I cut them off, but I spent years like, how do I, how do I forgive? Every time I thought I forgave, something came back up and I was like, oh, I'm still working on that. And I pulled the resentment and the hate out of my heart. And when I got that phone call, I was like, I can pick up the phone and genuinely say, I've forgiven you. And I don't have to talk to you ever again. But I know in my heart, and to me, if I fully forgiven in my heart and I'm not living in resentment, I can still not talk to the man. That's not cut off. That's not canceled because my heart is still open to them. I'm praying for them. I'm wishing them, genuinely wishing them. That's, thank you for saying that because I think that's so important. I, I mean, I had a situation where overnight my best friend of 18, 19 years just disappeared. I've not spoken in five years now, I guess, four or five years. I had that Robbie best and, friend growing up disappeared yeah, yeah. out of my life. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I've seen this person do this to other people mm -hmm. and always yeah. just, you know, came right back in and everything was fine. And I'm like, I wouldn't trust that person with my emotions ever again. No. But, and I, I care about them and I love them and I wish them the best took mm -hmm. me, like Amy said, a while to get there because I was so angry and confused. Why? Yes. But um, I realized it was their stuff going on. They had a lot exactly. going on. I understand what it was. And um, I'm sure there was aspects about me that that they had shared, overshared possibly, and they didn't want to have to deal with backtracking on decisions they'd made. Whatever it was, that's not my stuff. Exactly. Um, right. And so, but you it took the way you feel about me has nothing to do with me. Yeah, the, you, the, you know, what other people think about me is my just business. My business. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it, it can, it can that. provoke, right. An internal dialogue about how I feel about me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that journey back to self-love from a feeling of rejection and abandonment or yeah. a feeling of disempowerment. But I don't, again, I don't think that if they came back to me, Amy, I, I would have that one conversation probably and be like, I don't trust you with my emotions and with a friendship that I wish right. you well. Right. And I think and, that that's, that is, see, this is where we start to talk about healthy versus unhealthy, right? And knowing I'm not a, I'm not a person who believes in chances. I, I just don't because I think every circumstance is different. And I think that God guides us in every single circumstance and the more healed you are and the more from your heart you are moving from the more likely you will be able to make a healthy choice when, you know, that situation has turned. Right. But like I said, I don't believe in chances, which means if there's still love in my heart that says I'm not going anywhere, then they don't go anywhere. But I think at the point where we can, we can be tolerant until we can't right. Until there comes a time where we, we must walk away. And at that point, that doesn't mean that the body of work ends. It means it's just right. beginning. 
right? It's just starting. And it was one of those things that, and I recommend this book to pretty much every single one of my clients. Um, It's a children's parable written by Neil Donald Walsh called The Little Soul and the Sun. And so anybody who's listening, if you have not read this, Google it. There is actually a site that has the entire book written out on a website somewhere. But I would suggest actually owning a copy because the illustrations are absolutely stunning. Um, But it is essentially a story of what it means to be forgiveness. And Mm -hmm. someone had told me there's a big myth around forgiveness. And that is that if you forgive, that it's a gift for the other person, right? Right. Somehow you're letting them off the hook, you know, and this is just not true that forgiveness is a gift to yourself because otherwise the person will continue to live rent-free in your heart. Even if you have canceled them, they're going to be living in a studio apartment in one of the chambers of your heart. And every once in a while, they're going to come knocking. And there's only so many times that you can turn your back and cancel that before it finally does catch up with you. Got the penthouse. (laughs) (laughs) So I like to, I like to picture, like I've kind of moved into the space of the revolving door. I like to picture relationships now like a revolving door and that revolving door um is also a portal to other dimensions and times um lifetimes um because that allows me to move into the forgiveness space um in in you know in divine time you know in divine time we will reunite but that's that's how i picture it in my mind, (laughs) you know, like just create this. Um, but yeah, in terms of relationships being really, really abusive, there does come a time where you have to, you have to, you have to, um, find the grace and strength for yourself in creating a healthy boundary. I think that the heart in which we do that and exercise that is also important. It doesn't have to be with this malicious retaliate retaliation type of, or needing anyone else to justify it. Um, Cause I think that's where it gets dangerous is where you start um, trying to influence other people's feelings yeah. um, as well. You know, it gets really dangerous. And that's when we move into the area of triangulation, which I was talking about with you guys. What is triangulation for people who don't know that term? So triangulation is when um, it's kind of part of this cancel culture. Um, It's, it started, it was part of our social structure before cancel culture, but it's been made huge by cancel culture. And it's by, um, it's basically like, you know, you picture three people in a relationship to narrow it down. Um, Someone does or says something that, Um, let's say, let's say I say, or does do something to you that you don't like. And instead of you coming to me and saying, Hey, you know, can we revisit that conversation? This, this kind of hurt my feelings and it triggered something. And I'd really like to talk about it. Um, instead you go to Robbie and say, that's Charlene, man. She's like, she calls herself a spiritual teacher. (laughs) This is what she did. And then you know, subconsciously the need to be accepted and validated 
right? You put yourself into the victim role because society celebrates the victim as the good person. Right. Um, so now this subconscious layering starts to happen based on your trauma responses and which you will say things that will have Robbie feeling the same and feeling like he perhaps may need to be the hero for you. That's true. And if he does not become the hero for you, then you switch into the hero role and attack me from behind. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, and it, crea it, it creates outrageous chaos and it can all be done under the guise of your, your, your extreme sensitivity um, and superior and that sensitivity making you superior in some way, which actually turns the empath into the narcissist. And so it's, it's really deeper, deeper. <laughs> it's, it's so messy and yeah. it's so messy and it's, it's easy. I think for, I, it's easy for us to see it, right? Yeah. Because we've been through so much healing already um mm -hmm. so much um honesty about our own stuff <laughs> yeah. you know that sitting in the discomfort of um not being in control of how we feel like you said jenny before you said all areas what's the common denominator um you know it doesn't make anyone else right but <laughs> yeah you are the common denominator so look at what needs to change in your role um, and again, it doesn't make anyone else right in the way they're treating you. It doesn't make any of those circumstances right. Um, that's, and that's the big, that's the big problem here is, is who's right, who's wrong, what's right, what's wrong. Um, because what's right for me is just right. not right for everyone, for Egan, right? right. Like <laughs> picking up and driving across country and moving like that, like, it's not right for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think this, you know, I mean, we definitely don't have time for a full book review or a book club this evening, but Amy, I'm going to have you talk about high level, the book, the bait of Satan, because yeah. of that, that mm. I mean, in these situations where we are pushed into situations where we are, have to make these hard choices, right? We have the, you know, God on one shoulder and the devil on the other. And just like Charlene said, with one turn of a thought, we can go from being the empath to being the narcissist, right? And it's in those moments where the darkness comes in and that energy takes over and we've veered off path. We are now not in alignment with ourselves. We're not in alignment with our soul purpose. And it's because the trickster energy has wiggled its way in just by the spirit of offense. So Amy, can you talk about that? Just like, yeah, sure. Um, the bait of Satan. Uh, I'm wondering where it is. I know it's around here somewhere. John Bevere is the author. Um, I've studied it a couple times. I could do it again, probably next year. So the bait of Satan is the spirit of offense. And it basically teaches and shows you how if, if, Satan, the enemy can get in and offend you mm -hmm. just a small offense. It can be a large offense, but if he can offend you, that's the birth of sin. That's the birth of the anger and the resentment and the triangulation starts. And, and it basically it baits you into going down the wrong, the wrong path. 
So, I mean, that's the really big version of it. And it just changed my life because I kept hearing the word offense. And now I hear it all the time when people are like, I mean, that just offended me. And I'm like, oh, like that. Anytime <laughs> I think it in my head, I'm like, don't like you got to rewind because it was like, it's just like you were saying, Char, like you're offended. It's just a reflection of you. Mm-hmm. Just like what everybody else's thoughts is none of your business. Your thoughts really aren't any of theirs. Correct. If you flip it. So if you've offended me, it's because of my own stuff, not because of you. And that's when you have to hard stop, hard stop. If you feel like you've been offended, you better be careful because that's when you're going to start taking the turn and getting out of what your soul really wants to do. Because our souls really want to be at peace with everyone, which you know goes back to why we would push people away that don't give us peace, right? And I, I just wanted to say, Shara, something you said that I was thinking... The very, very beginning, the root of all of this to me is the conversations that need to be had that we don't want to have. The discomfort. (laughs) You've offended me. And and in that book, it teaches you that there is true offense. I mean, what I just said is offense you've made up in your head and you probably created a story, you know, Robbie, my best friend. How many stories did you create when your best friend stopped talking to you that first day, month, year? I mean, so many stories we make up in our head, but we have to stop that. But you have to split split it between when you're truly offended. It's just like this cutoff thing. Like you've truly abused and offended me. What do you do with that? And this book teaches you, you still, if you've, and this this one just took me, I can't do it. Like the last chapter, I'm like, no, it just took me out. It was basically like, if there are people that have offended you, quote, you've been offended by, and you really think about it, that you might've made up stories in your head, you should go ask for forgiveness from people that, you know what I treat, even if I started treating you a little differently and I kind of pushed you away, I didn't, maybe didn't cut you off, but it pushed you out of my life a little bit. I don't really want to talk to you because I know that you, and it's all made up in your head. Mm-hmm. So you start to, the, that cutoff starts to happen. That that sever, that split in that friendship starts to happen. Now you, they got, the, man, the deck is just laid out. Like they, they do one thing, I'm ready. Ready. <laughs> They're done. <laughs> They're done. So, um, but I think for me, and I, I, I think I can speak for a lot of people because I know people have a struggle with this. Is like to have that hard conversation to say, hey, why did you do that? I think there's so much fear in that. Like, what are they going to say? What if I say, why did you do that? And what if they say, on one hand, I didn't do that. What are you talking about? And then you got to face those fears, whatever that response comes with. So you'd rather just not deal with it and run to your friend and tell them, I'm guilty of it. I am guilty of it. And I've been working on that since the bait of Satan. I realized that I kind of want to form a team like the Mean Girls Club. And I've never been a mean girl. I'm like, I'm not a mean girl. I'm so nice to everyone. But I kind of do. I kind of want to, I don't want to attack that person, but I want people to tell me I'm right. Oh, yes, she was wrong. Meanwhile, they don't have the whole story. They only have your story. So. I have read on several occasions and once just recently that we hear just about two words of a story 
that someone tells. And then we take those two words and in our own brain, spin an entire new story, which is why of the game, the game telephone is what it is, right? Like, um, but so, and I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all for having those conversations and yeah, sometimes, sometimes we avoid it. Um, I know that I've avoided some, you know, I know I've avoided some conversations, but if I've avoided the conversation, it's because I haven't figured out the compassionate approach. I really try to find the compassionate approach and, um, you know, but sometimes you're, you're just not there yet because you need to see something else. Right. Um, but yeah, those conversations, those, I think that, I think that the more we attempt those conversations, the more we teach each other how to have those conversations, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Well, a huge element of that too is like- Without triangulating, sorry. Without triangulating, without, you know, throwing some, making somebody the victim in order to prove your point or get to it. Like, well, I think that that comes with being trauma-informed, right? Like you- you're not going to be able to see your position for what it is until you know yourself in that way. Because true to point, inside of the victim energy, we descend into a position of the narcissist, which means we see ourselves as doing no wrong. We are in the position of the victim. We have been abused, right? And so really being able to, and this is where I feel like, Cancel culture is cheating a lot of people out of an opportunity to really get to know themselves on that level, to be able to ask those questions from not from a critical voice, but from a a voice of curiosity where you are, you're genuinely asking yourself, like what she just said made me feel this, this thing, where is that coming from? Like, and when in coaching, they always said, because we, you know, in the coaching profession, when you're going through the certification, you learn how to become an active listener. It's something, it's a learned skill. Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, if it's inherent in people, they are the most special people on the earth. Okay. And you might know somebody like that, but that is a learned skill because what people say to you is about them. What you hear is about you. And so being able to be an active listener and, and truly bearing witness to another person's testimony without waiting for your turn to speak, right? Because you're already calculating your own story. This is how women talk to each other all the time. Amy and I talk about this all the time. It's like, it is how we're taught to relate to one another. It's like, oh my God, my kid just did this thing. And instead of laying hands on that woman and being like, girl, you're going to make it like, right. you know, like instead we're like, oh my God, my kid did the same thing. Yeah. You know, we're constantly disenfranchising inside of conversation. It's like, I'm going to cancel your story and yes. hit play on mine. Right. Correct. Yeah. And the, you know, it's, it's so important to continue practicing that more. We all need to be reminded, you know, let me, let me hold space for you now. Yeah. How can I best support you in that? Yep. I mean, I think that's the nicest person, nicest thing you can say to a person is how can I support you in this? Right. And two, 
Charlene, you do this so well. Charlene would go to send me a Marco Polo. And if it was going to go, go somewhere deep in the first two seconds of the video, she's like, let me just say, before you listen to the rest of this video, if you are not in a mental place or in an emotional place to receive this message, turn it off now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. I'm sorry. I never like, do that to you. It's like, you're asking permission from the other person. It's like, do you have it today? Like, do you have this today to like, to even hold space for me or to give yeah. that to me? And I think that's the most respectful thing that you could do for someone because it essentially gives the other person the opportunity to say no, but in a, in kind of a loving exchange, it's like, no, but I'm, I am, I'm, I'm still here for you and I'm, I'm coming back around. Like I'm coming back to this. Right. Right. But you know, I think that we don't, we, that's not even something that's part of our thought process. Well, you know, I agree with you, Jenny. And it's, it's why I'm so passionate about the work that we do, you know? Um, and I, if I, if I turned back the clock, 40 years or even 30 years and said, I would be so concerned with the emotional health <laughs> of right. the individual of the self of the other. Um, I would, I would be like, what? I'm, you know, I'm your typical air sign, like walking through life. <laughs> like I'm just going to create my own bubble and yeah. then the bubble popped. And now I'm super aware, very sensitive emotionally. And um, you know, creating the space for other people to, have their feelings, um, to feel their feelings. How many times have you heard someone say, you know, cry and then say, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't be sorry. Feel it, feel it yeah. and flush it. That's my favorite. Feel it and flush it. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Let's feel it. Let's flush it. So these are the ways we can so totally support each other instead of canceling. Like, right. and, you know, and detachment, you know, the spiritual bypassing of, oh, girl, get over that. Love and light, let him go. You know, like something ah, like that. I hear that stuff all that the time. Spiritual bypassing. Oh, he's like that all the time. When are you going to just drop him already? Right. You know, you don't need that in your life. Love and light. <laughs> like yeah. love and light. That's been an, on that. That gets on my nerves when, you know, mm -hmm. it's almost like the spiritual F you. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> there, there's the title <laughs> love and light the spiritual of you uh. that's like we saw this comedian on the cruise that we were on and he said that that when you're on the cruise it's like enjoy your cruise was like, that was the F you for on the cruise and you could use it in so many ways. Right. It's so like you get into a nasty encounter inside of the elevator and then you're like, yeah. enjoy your cruise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and in the spiritual yeah, world, we say you chose this journey. Yeah. <laughs> you chose this journey. For <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, I mean, to, to, you know, these are where the things like everything happens for a reason, right? right? That's another one. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, don't worry about it. Everything happens for a reason. It's going to be Less okay. Right. Right. But that's another one. It's, it's a truth. But the way we say it, gloss over it. Right. <laughs> Let's just gloss <laughs> it over because we're, we don't, we are afraid to touch the other person's vulnerability. Right. Yeah. We don't want to go there. 
And so whatever we can do to cancel the moment and just throw some words out there, they're going to smooth it over so we can move on. Detach. Exactly. Because it's going to trigger us to listen to the other person's rawness. Or or more likely they don't want to go to their vulnerability. (laughs) Yes. And that's where we, we abandon ourselves. You know, that's, yeah and 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 even if they do like sometimes they do i mean i know i know plenty of people that would emotionally just share everything you know without boundaries um yeah that used to be me but um that's a trauma response too (laughs) yeah yeah but um, i'm just gonna put it all out there so if you're gonna leave you're gonna do it now because i'm gonna put all the dirty out right Mm -hmm. you get to see my dirty and if you're still there, if you're still standing when I'm done, then I know that there's a chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. I just, I keep hearing the word compassion mm-hmm. and that in our culture, we just lack compassion for each other on so many levels. Like we were talking about like the root of all of this and where did it, where was it born? Like, I don't think that cancel culture was born. I think the word was, you know, came about, I think with social media, you know, the, we were, we were going to talk about like the children, like how all of this, the bullying that's happening, like there's just such a lack of compassion for each other. And maybe it's because our brains can't take all of this stuff in. Like we got TV, we got social media, we got our own friends. We got so much happening. It's like, we're trying to block things out to protect ourselves. And like, I, I just think at the heart of all of this, I see such a lack of compassion for each other. And if, if it's like, you can do everything right. And I'm, I'm thinking of, um, like more like celebrity style cutoff, like cancel culture, celebrity Mm. style. And our culture as a whole, you know, it's like, oh, he did one wrong thing, cut him off. You know, he's done. Um, And it could be a really good person. And I mean, we're, and that's the thing, like I, I was taught compassion. I was taught by my parents, thank God, because I noticed other people weren't taught this, like, oh, and I'm switching a little bit, but just say like, somebody hurts your feelings. It's like, oh, well, maybe something was going on with them. Maybe we don't know what was happening with them. Like give them a chance. You know, I was kind of brought up in, in a more compassionate family. Like we always gave people chances and we won't talk about the trauma response that would just made me like lay down and like, <laughs> oh, everybody can, you know, just do whatever they want. Cause they probably have an excuse for it. But, um, I, just back to the seeing a celebrity do something that maybe they, drank too much one night and they got a DUI and it's like, oh, they were my favorite. How did they do that? And I'm like, they're human. Like, I, I can't believe they did that. Like, I think it, I'm not sure where it came from and why it became such a coin term. I mean, I even heard pastors in churches. I mean, from the last, if you watch me, like I'm kind of an unchurched kind of person, like I won't unchurch you, but even in churches, they're, they're preaching about, it. and I'm talking to more like, you know, um, evangelical type of churches where they're loud and boisterous and they're like if they don't even cut them off they're done with it and I'm like like it's just such a part of our culture that it's okay to not have compassion for people it's it's I don't get it. it's like a void well cancel culture spiritual bypassing it exists in all religions right if you're not falling in line with the word then you're canceled you're a sinner you know, you're the bad. Um, 
but I kind of wanted to go back to like, you were saying, you were saying something that made me feel like we need to talk about the fear of connection, mm -hmm. you know, and coming out of coming out of the pandemic, um, mm -hmm. we've got everyone's like, everyone doesn't like, I, th I feel like there's a challenge in how to connect with people and how to connect with other people and their feelings. Um, and also there's this super heightened sensitivity. So now we're, we're even more aware of how things trigger. It's so much easier to trigger each other. Yeah. Um, and what is that doing? Right? Like how do, how do we handle that? Um, oh gosh, we could, because, do, we could do an entire episode. I know we might, the, we might have to, because, you the, know, the there is the out from the pandemic. Yeah, right. Sure. And this, this notion that your trauma is somehow others responsibility, right? If I don't know your trauma and I trigger it. And now all of a sudden I'm the villain because I didn't know something. Mm. <laughs> that exists in your wound um yeah. and came from feeling like we were un in some sort of understanding and had some sort of connection right because we build connections and oh yeah you know do you do you guys understand yeah. what i'm saying here i might, I might be venturing into a new episode um <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah this this there's definitely a fear of connection going on because of a heightened level of sensitivity and and i guess maybe an, a sense of overwhelm in our own feelings well like i think that we that handle that's, somebody that's, else's that's a big part of it i don't think that we've even been able to identify our own um trauma from the last couple of years right and it's because it's it's a first right? It's not something that we can say, well, I've been through this. So I know that A, B, and C are going to be a cause. It's like a cause and effect, right? It's not mm -hmm. an experience we've had before. So it's not something that we can cue ourselves up with and know that, well, I need to look at that now, right? It's just, we're like, okay, we're canceling COVID. It's over now. Let's just get back out into the world and pretend like nothing happened. Right. And that's, that's extremely emotional. That is, that is avoidance beyond avoidance, right? Mm -hmm. Because our, we want to run back into normalcy. So we don't have to deal with all of that horrible stuff that we just sat in for two years. Right. And we're still trying to not look at it really. And people are experiencing all kinds of mental breaks because of it. Yeah. And I was going to say, like you said, people run back out there. Some people aren't running anywhere. They're staying in their houses. They're not, they're not, they're literally canceling all the culture. They're canceling all the people because <laughs> they got so much, they got so used to like, I was just talking to a friend the other day, like I'm a people person. I like people. I'm extroverted and slash introverted. I still need my own time. But I, if I don't go around people, I'm not okay. I need to have people sometimes, but I got kind of used to being alone. Like when I had to adapt and I moved and I, now I live with my brother and, and his wife, like I, I, I'm like, like tweaking out over here. Like people are, you know, like just normal. And that's the same feeling you get if you just 
or you're sitting in your house all the time, even with just your family, and then you venture out and you get around people again, you just want to crawl back into your hole and protect yourself because it's such a new feeling. And I don't think we've ever been more aware of relational trauma than we are right now, which I think is, you know, why, why cancel culture is such a go-to because it's like, well, that person is this. I'm just not going to deal with it. They're gone. Cancel, cancel. Right. Because Mm -hmm. then you would have to actually work it out. You'd have to get into the connection. You'd have to get into the relational trauma and, you know, sorry, but the only way that you're going to work on relational trauma is inside relationship. Like there's only so much you can do sitting at home. Like to your point, Amy, like the Holy spirit is an amazing therapist, but there's only so much that's going to get done when you and you are sitting around and having a conversation. Exactly. (laughs) You're going to tell yourself what you want to hear. That's exactly right. (laughs) And it's, it's, you know, I learned a lot about, um, God and community. I mean, how much we need community, how much we need each other. So wouldn't it be perfect if the bait of Satan was offense because he cuts us off from community. And if people are supposed to teach us things and we cut them off, there's no community there. Then it's easy to just sit in your, with you and just you, you know, I was, go ahead. I was going to say something. It'll come back to me. Well, no. And that's where you end up inside. You sit inside either full on denial and detachment, which becomes basically dissociation, right? You just kind of dissociate. Um, And that's when anxiety sets in and depression. And, you know, I mean, gosh, we've, we've got all of this exposure now to um, personality disorders and, you know, these different things that, you know, that's not something anybody wants to look at, but a lot of that stuff, when we, when we break it down and we look at genetic versus trauma response, these personality disorders almost, you know, I'm saying like 75% of the time are born from trauma that has not been dealt with. Yes. Right. Because we, you just pushed it aside and compartmentalized it somewhere, but we only Mm -hmm. have so much space up there in the penthouse, like Robbie right. said, right? It's like, there's only so many rooms that you can fill with trauma before things start overflowing into your common space. And now you can't manage it anymore. Right. And so, you know, it's, this is, this is a, a, a time where, what was it today, Robbie? It was, um, be still and listen. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then courage. Courage. It's like that, the, the most brave that you can be is to step into that place mm-hmm. and not cancel anything right. and take a real good look at what is actually going on inside of you. Right. Yeah. So, beautiful. so, in, it, so in this scenario in which you're being triangulated, right? You have to sit back and allow all of that stuff to go on and still do the internal journey for how, how did this show up in my life? And for what reason, what is it teaching me? Even though it's really all happening outside of me, right? (laughs) Um, It's not easy to sit with being accountable for our own discomfort. It's just not. 
but it's that's the hero's journey and hopefully with jupiter moving into aries uh, we'll see more um accountability we could also see more right. of the heroes stepping up and into the the dra drama equation um but hopefully we'll we'll see more of that um sense of adventure and self-discovery and i mean that's that's what this comes down to right i mean especially when we're looking at when we're looking at the kids and and what they are absorbing every second of every day um in the social media that they're constantly consuming right and this repetitive these repetitive patterns and thinking you know it seems like the easy or the cool way out is yeah. to shun that person, you know, cancel them, make them disappear from existence. So you don't have to deal with whatever discomfort arose from a confrontation or a situation that offended yeah. you. And the only person, you know, you're not just abandoning another human being, right. Which comes back to compassion and empathy, which these are skills that need to be developed. They are a muscle that needs to be strengthened from the time we are young. If you are not given the opportunity to see through that filter, we are going to have a planet full of little entitled narcissists running mm -hmm. around. That's terrifying. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's not because they're narcissists. It's because of the fact that they have abandoned themselves. Yeah. through this faulty guidance that's out there. Because at the end of the day, you are abandoning yourself. This is well, self-abandonment. Not just with children, but like, I, I, it, I just thought about the whole like women's empowerment movement and like being these queens and these boss, boss women. And I was thinking about the, there's a reel. And every time I see it, you know, you're swiping and you see the reels and it's like, I'm living my life now that if you don't add to my life, you know, and it goes on about all this stuff and you don't want to do this for me and you don't want to do that for me, girl, I'm just going to cut it off. And I can't remember exactly the words, but it's something like that. And every time I see it, I'm like, ew, ew. And it's like this <laughs> boss move. Like you're a boss, you're a queen, like, you know, women's empowerment. And I'm like, that's not a boss woman. True women bring women around. You want to talk about women's empowerment? Like, I'm going to bring the, the woman in that I butt heads with and I'm going to work with her and see how that goes. Like, and like, to your point, Jenny, like even us adults that are sitting on social media, I'm seeing people grab that audio and share the reel. And I'm like, what are you doing? Right. And, and I kept hearing the word, like, you know, it's so cool now. It's the cool way of doing things. And I'm sure that's not the kid's word, but like, we know what that means. Like it's generally accepted. It makes you cool to to be able to run a reel like that and I see it all the time with women grown women I'm like what are you what are you doing why are you perpetuating that 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 to be a boss you're gonna you're just gonna step on people on the way up like she she doesn't she doesn't match my energy I think that's one of the things in that reel if you don't match my energy in this season I'm cutting you off like what are you talking about there's a lot, there are so many spiritual accounts that I used to follow that now I'm reading their stuff and I'm like, hmm. I, and I, I recently shared, 
I don't want to say the account because it's account an account everyone loves. Right. Um, but I shared one of the memes, but I blocked out <laughs> the first sentence. Okay. And one of my friends messaged me, one of my meme friends, he messaged me and he's like, what happened there? And I was like, I just didn't feel like to make the point I needed to insult people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because in this cancer, cancel culture, cancer, cancel culture, right. um, that Same was thing. not a slip, right? Nope. <laughs> um, in this cancel culture, spiritual bypassing mm. kind of thing that we've got going on, people believe that you are targeting them when you post things yeah. on your social media and when you post them in your stories. And I, you know, I said to him, I was like, look, I don't need to insult people. And lots of people think that <laughs> I'm probably posting for them, but I'm really okay. not that passive aggressive. <laughs> just right. not. I like that's all I know, I right? post because it makes me laugh or I post because, Ooh, that hit. You know, um, I post because I think it's a message that is appropriate for the astrology of the day or the week or the month Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, but I don't believe in speaking to a particular individual through a theme. Well, I mean, this is part (laughs) and nobody wants to hear this. Amy and I talk about this all the time, that you are not special. And God does not love you more than anybody else. And I learned that the hard way. Like, I say isn't... that all the time to my clients. I am not special. If I can do it, does anybody can? Right. That's absolutely correct. And like, you know, it's like, and this is coming from an Aries Sun and Aries Moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're my favorite Aries. My favorite Aries in the whole is, world. <laughs> I suffer greatly with like whatever is right here is that is what's important. Mm-hmm. And it could mean that I am barking texts at you. Like I don't even say good morning or hi. It's just like, Hey, did you get that thing? What's the mm-hmm. answer? You know, like it, it's like what I need is more important than everything else in the world. Right. And my feelings are more important than anybody else in the world. And what I am saying is right. 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 And there's, there is actually this, there was a scripture that came up on my, my, the app that I, my glorify app, it was a couple of weeks ago. It was around Easter and it was something about how God wants us to know our importance in his eyes Mm -hmm. at the same time, God wants us to be nobody. It was a scripture about being nobody and that we reach the highest point of grace when we realize our importance and become no one at the same time. And nobody wants to hear that God wants you to be nobody. Right. Some people also don't want to, some people also don't want to hear that God wants you to be divine or God has made you divine. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's tough, you know, but the thing of it is, is that it doesn't matter what side you're on, whether you're on the side of blind entitlement or whether you're on the side of being the victim, you're accessing the exact same problem. Because somehow that self-importance has gotten you into a position 
where you feel that everyone needs to come to you for whatever that reason is, right? And that you, because of whether you're too important or you're not important enough, don't have to rise to the occasion, right? We so need it's to just the exact that. same energy. So true. So we were about out of time. Um, so I just, you know, before we close our little circle, um, any final thoughts or, or comments on this whole idea? I had a scripture I wanted to read. James 1, um, James 1, 2. It's one of my favorites. Dear brothers and sisters, um, when troubles of any come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And I just kept thinking of this. It's it's the count it all joy scripture, and, and I think that's King James. Um that we're supposed to consider it a joy to face trials, to face people that we may want to cut off. But if we can face them in a way that we will understand in the end that we will be, we will be made perfect in it, needing nothing because you're going to do the work. So instead of easily cutting off people, look at it as an opportunity for growth and healing and, and going back to pray about it, whatever you need to do to get right in your heart, to know exactly, should you cut them off in the physical world? Maybe you need to, maybe you need to protect yourself. I think Charlene, you might've said it. Maybe it's a pause. Maybe it's temporary. Hey, I need some time away. I'm not saying I love you, have the hard conversations, but deal with it within yourself and keep that channel open to the person and and try to keep your heart open to the person. Because when you do the work, in the end, God's sending you these people to make you better and to refine you. So you're just going to have to pray and know what, where they need to go. Do you have the conversation? Are they, can they stay? But cutting someone completely off is actually just cutting yourself off from your healing work. And, you know, I would go back to just emphasizing the fact that if we know we're in a season of refinement through facing Mm -hmm. some really deep and major wounds and abandonment being a real big one, then it might actually help bring some color to what's going on in your life right now, because we are all being faced with situations. And what's curious is that they might not be something that's going to walk up and smack you in the face. It could potentially be something that you face every single day, but your response to it right now is going to be epic right? It's like, I'll use myself as an example. My husband travels for work. I've been married. We've been together for 20 years. It's something that I am used to, right? He went on a trip last week. My response to it was so dramatic Hmm. that you would have thought that I was orphaned. And it was one of those situations where like, I had to check myself so hard to not provoke and like Mm. pick a fight. Put it on him. Right. It's like to to try to provoke him. Put it on him. Dump it on him. And and create the the trauma circle. Right. You know, like go into that again. Um, And I thank goodness for the gift. Right. Because I had received the message what, like two days before, 
And mm -hmm. Egan and I were messaging back and forth. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like, what <laughs> if we are in the season of abandonment? Like, what if that is what is going on right now? Yeah. And so the things that are occurring in our life are going to provoke that for a reason, right? right. So I have a client who's an artist and he's been, man, he's just been working so hard to, you know, get his name out there and, and bring some, you know, and he, he, he is a, 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 he is a spiritual mover through his work, right? Like mm -hmm. he wants to bring spiritual empowerment and ascension through the energy of his canvas. Mm -hmm. And so he's trying to figure out ways to get exposure to that and get people into the studio. And he's been manifesting and like, oh my gosh, the journey that this guy has been on, talk about a hero's journey, right? Well, out of nowhere, he gets picked of all of the artists in the world the most well-known art critic in the world picked 10 people and Will was one of them. And it was not a good experience. Will, if you're watching, I'm sorry. I hope that you don't mind me using this. <laughs> but it was kind of like a moment where it's like, you've arrived, right? Like if, because there isn't, first of all, there's no such thing as bad publicity. But right. like, if you have attracted the number one critic in the world, and mm. now your name is out there. Mm -hmm. You are doing something right. And at the same time, you've had the, the provocation to go into that wound and do some work there. It's like, yeah. you can be abandoned by a person. You can be abandoned by your industry, right? You could be abandoned by a client. You could be abandoned by your friends. You could be, I mean, there's so many different ways that we can experience abandonment. And it's not always literal you know, the way that we think about it, a person mm -hmm. leaving us, right? It can, yeah. there can be so many other things that we can be abandoned by or have that provoked. And so inside of this time, keep your eyes and your ears open, be still and listen. <laughs> like the be your own Oracle card said, and I pulled that. I did not know that that was Robbie's card. <laughs> I did not know that that was Robbie's card for today. And then I did a level three Seraphim blueprint class today. And at the end of the class, I grabbed his deck and I shuffled it and I went to pull a card and then I stopped and I cut the deck instead and pulled out the exact same card that he had pulled for the day. And then I pulled kindness and his other card was courage. And so, you know, this, hmm. this idea of, of having the courage to have the kindness and compassion for yourself to not abandon yourself in this, to sit inside of it, meet whatever it is that's coming to you mm -hmm. and allow yourself to, to work on it because it's going to leaving a relationship is only hitting the pause button because you're going to yeah. carry the same stuff over into the next situation. You're going to have to deal with it all over again. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, in, in this time, and I do suggest that, if you do not have some sort of coach, counselor, someone that you can talk to, this would be an excellent time to make an appointment, um, to work yeah. these things out because there's only so much you can do inside of the space that is infected with the problem, yeah. right? So it really is helpful to have dialogue with someone that can listen to what you're saying and feed it back to you, right? So you can yeah. hear your own words and not for nothing, but I would get an astrology reading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
like get a look at what this eclipse is moving inside of your planets. You, God designed you at an exact moment in time with your gifts and your identity in position. And astrology is one of the languages that offers you the ability to look at that and, and talk about it. And it doesn't have to be scary. Even if, you know, like there's a planet in, in a not so great position, it's still offering you an opportunity to be who you were always destined to be. And when it comes to North node, South node, there is no better conversation than destiny. Right. And so it's, you know, this is a really good time to reach out for help because if you do find yourself canceling yourself and other things to duck and cover and to hide, then it's, it's time. And there's no better time than now. So I just want to say thank you all for taking your time um, to come and do the soul speakeasy again and thank everybody that tuned in to listen. Um, We really encourage, you know, wherever you are tuning in to please comment, ask questions. We would love to hear whether it's on social media or whether it's a comment on the YouTube channel or via the podcast, however it is that you are tuning in, let us know what you think. We want to hear your feelings. We want to hear your perspectives on this. Let us know if there's something that you want us to talk about. We would love to hear that. You know, it's like, what do you want us to discuss? What do you want to hear about? So if you haven't already head over to the soul speak with Jenny Israel YouTube channel, please like, and subscribe. It's how you can actually support us. Um, for those of you who don't know how the algorithms work on social media and all of these platforms, we need your likes. We need your comments. We need your follows <laughs> and shares. Yes, we, and we need the shares. Um, and this is how we get visible. So um, we do ask you without any shame, please like, <laughs> please subscribe and please share. Um, right. You'll be able to find all of our individual information um, in the comments section um, and in the information sections. So please share with your friends. Um, stay tuned in. Uh, we are still on schedule to be launching every month, um, at least one episode. And, uh, we're looking forward to continuing this conversation with friends and, uh, tuck in. We're almost through eclipse season. So <laughs> sending love to everybody, sending love to all you guys in this room, um, you all know, yeah. I love you. so thanks again. Uh, until next time. See you later. Bye.